0: Hello, everyone. I am your host, Crystal Storm, and tonight we speak with a savvy creative preneur and businessman, James Gasby. James is the creator and co-host of the wildly popular Who Would Win show that's garnered millions of downloads and sent nerds and geeks into week-long Twitter discussions over the show's match-up and outcomes. Like many creative enterprises, the podcast landscape is extremely competitive. So how did one nerdy show find such raging success? What's more, in the Twitter void that we often find ourselves shouting in, how did James find such a wide audience and manage to organically connect with so many active, engaging fans? Let's find out. Ready? Take a peek inside Crystal's Imagination. Professional streaming right here, like live show. And for whatever reason, like, he's just not picking up James. James, talk again? What's that? Fantastic. Now we're good. Okay. okay great. Every now OBS just, it just trolls me. Every now OBS is just, it's whatever. All right. Uh, everybody, welcome to episode three of Crystal's Imagination. This is what happens when you do shit live. Okay. This is just what happens when you do shit live. This is how it goes. This is totally how it goes. Welcome to episode three of Crystal's Imagination Podcast. I am your host, Crystal. I am joined today by very special guest, very busy man, uh, James Gapsey. And I am so happy that he's here. Um, Because he's a good friend of mine. I've known James for like a while now. Um, We've worked together on some projects. We geek out on Twitter. Um, Every now and then he'll even respond to my emails because he's so busy. Um, And I am just really appreciative that he's here and that he was able to carve out some time to come and talk to us today. Because he's got so much knowledge to share with you guys. So this episode is going to be just amazing. Uh, James is the co-host of the very, very popular, you guys might have heard of it, Who Would Win Show. Ah, uh, some of you uh, Twitter nerds might might know a little something something about uh, about the Who Would Win show. Uh, he does so many other things. Um, and he is a Twitter master. I think James, what is your follower count now? Like 60k or something? It's like
1: ridiculous, something like that, something like yeah. that. But thank you. You know what? Um, ah, uh, don't stop. Go on. I'm really enjoying these mm-hmm. uh, the, this mm-hmm. this whole uh, description of who mm-hmm. I am, and mm-hmm. uh, I I think I need to hire you as my publicist, mm-hmm. and as my life coach, mm-hmm. and uh, just as a as a you know great person. I think uh, what do you what do you need to get paid for your services? Yeah,
0: we'll talk about that after. We'll talk about that. That's sure. Yeah, fair. I'll be like that's like James. Like I like that. I can add that to my resume. Just like James, cheerleader. Like yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. Uh, James, you know, before we dive into what we really want to talk about, let's ask the question that I know is on everyone's mind: Do you believe in UFOs?
1: Well, yes, do okay. but but where where do they come from? Right, like mm-hmm. an unidentified flying object just means mm-hmm. we don't know what it is. Right. Right? It could be a plane that we just don't recognize that's unidentified. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. is the question, do I believe in UFOs from somewhere in space or somewhere else? Mm -hmm. Statistically speaking, yes. Love it. Yes. Love it.
0: Yeah. Okay. There was like a whole 60 minute episode last night about UAP. So I had to, I just had to ask the question mostly for my audience, just to put you on the spot like that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. You want me to geek out for a second? Let's okay. Do it. So, Let's so do I'm it. a nerd. I'm a nerd, um, in, in many different areas. Uh, mm-hmm. one of them is in advanced military technology. And the latest rumor is, Ooh. Oh yeah. Is that, and again, it's a rumor. I have no proof whatsoever. Um, is that some government military developed, A ship where they were able to decrease the mass of it by like 80% somehow using some type of technology. And yeah, so, and then the rockets were more powerful and they had ways because it's so light, they can stop at midair. There's stuff and it's unmanned. So that's why it can stop and then kind of go up at weird angles and everything. And I'm like, maybe. That's cool. Yeah. That's just,
0: that's, you know what? Aliens totally gave it. I don't know. (laughs) Aliens. That's a different show. That's a different show. Don't worry about it. Okay, Okay, got it. (laughs) No, it's fantastic. Um, So yeah, let's just get into who would win. Um, That show is, it's so much fun um i've gotten to judge on it before i listen to episodes i've been into t- twitter debates and discussions about it that have lasted for literally weeks like your who would win, win fans are like cult crazy it's phenomenal um they're making trailers for you guys now which yep. is just like insane that's fantastic how did that all start
1: this was a proof of concept for a tv show i was pitching that's it so i was working for a digital platform called mikasa i'd say look it up but it doesn't exist anymore And they they needed a talking head show that didn't cost a lot of money. I said, great. I'm big into the MMA scene. I'll bring in fighters and we'll talk about who would win between Andre the Giant and Bruce Lee. And everyone's like, oh, my God, that's great. And I was supposed to be the host and let the fighters kind of debate it. And as we were doing this, they were like, James, you know how to debate this really well. Maybe you should do it. So anyway, the network went down. But I took the idea, started pitching it and I said, let me just show a proof of concept. Because I think people like talking about this kind of stuff, especially when it comes to superheroes, fictional universes, and that's how it was all born.
0: That's amazing. I love it. Just just one. It was good. When is it going to be a TV show, by the way? Because I feel like Who Would Win would be an amazing TV show.
1: Okay, so pre-COVID, we were doing, we had live Fucking events COVID. lined up. I, what's COVID. that? I know. Fucking COVID, know. man. <laughs> it's, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if I could punch COVID in the face, I yeah. would uh, hit it with a bat. I pretend to punch it. What I would do is I'd say, okay, I'm going to punch you in the face. COVID would say, I totally deserve it. Go for it. I'm going to close my eyes, put my hands behind my back. And I take out a metal like Louisville slugger and just, you know, uh, you know, do do what I used to do in Hebrew (laughs) school to Mm -hmm. you know certain people who owed me money anyway the point is I would totally yeah so (laughs) pre-covid we had some crazy stuff lined up and we're getting back to it now we were doing shows at uh different venues we Mm -hmm. went we're supposed to go to an axe throwing place in north hollywood and our guest judge was going to be all lined up was going to be dennis rodman (laughs) yeah (laughs) wow Yeah, yeah. Wow, so, okay. uh, yeah. And, and and listen, Dennis Rodman, you know, with Kim Jong-un, pro wrestling, you know, multi-time NBA champ, but yeah. throwing axes on the Who Would Win show, we can all agree would have been the pinnacle of his career. I'm sure he's sorry he's missed out on that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, especially because then you could have had the internet do like side-by-side videos of Jason Momoa throwing axes versus Dennis Rodman throwing axes. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen that video of Jason I Momoa. That, yeah, He's I awesome. <laughs> He's awesome. Is anyone
1: surprised by how good he is at this, right? No. no. So the weird part is I used to throw axes. I'm from Northern Ontario. So, you know, uh, CanadianJewishLumberjacks.com. You can find me on that site. So I used to, uh, this is not a real site at all. Um, throwing axes is not time. as hard. It's it, it should be a thing. It's not as hard as you think. It still needs some accuracy. So I actually wanted to challenge Dennis Rodman. And I was going to do a double axe kind of thing as my ultimate move. But. You know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens.
0: Hey, I, I need this to I don't know, I know who we have to talk about. Delvin COVID absolutely ruins everything. By the way, hi Delvin. Uh, <laughs> I I need this to happen. I really I, I was will gonna throw out. out. Yeah. You should. I was gonna to throw
1: uh, I was gonna throw my co-host as an axe. Yes. You know what I mean? Just throw Do him. That. Yeah, just throw you know, up this. Yeah, absolutely. Ray's a great guy, by the way. Ray, Ray is a great co-host. Love, yeah, awesome guy. I
0: love Ray. Yeah, Ray is great. We need to, yes, shout out to Ray because Ray is phenomenal. Yeah, I love talking to Ray. Disagree with everything
1: he has to say. Uh, don't really respect him that much as a, as, a, as a man or human being, but a great mm-hmm. guy. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah, now we need a new hashtag because I know there's a Ray is right is hashtag. So now there needs to be like throw Ray hashtag or something. I'll work on that. But there needs, to, too. Yeah. That needs to be a new that needs to be a new thing.
1: Yeah, definitely. A thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, James, you know, you started at, you know, it's a you wanted it to be a TV show. You just did it and then it became a podcast. It went from wrestling to you just kind of took your geek knowledge and said, you know what, let's just let's just do it this way. And that's amazing, by the way, because anybody who I feel like looks at you doesn't say geek. And I don't want to like judge people like my appearances or whatever. But we're going a little bit. Uh, you don't look like a geek. You don't look like the guy who reads comic books. You definitely look like the guy who works out at a gym and is an MMA fighter, which you are.
1: I've got a big background in combat sports. Um, Mm -hmm. Love it. I've been beat up, knocked out, submitted. You name it, I've done it. Um, I've also done that to other people. It's just a lot of fun. And um, that all came from me being bullied a lot as a kid. Oh, wow. And Yeah, and and for a number of reasons why I got bullied. One of them was because I just loved geek culture so much. So growing up, geek culture was just nowhere near as embraced as it is today. Mm -hmm. So wearing a Batman shirt in, you know, Quebec... You know, was, um, you know, grounds for getting beat up and, uh, yeah, being made fun of that. You like that stuff. So okay. uh, I may have gone a little too far in one direction. I may have chased down mm-hmm. all my bullies as an adult mm-hmm. now that they're mm-hmm. married with kids, beating mm-hmm. them up in front of their families. And just mm-hmm. to send a message, uh, mm-hmm. again, yeah, may have no. gone too far. But that's where it all came from. And then I just loved, I, I as a little kid, I got this, an older issue of a comic book of Batman and the Hulk. Uh, in this Marvel DC crossover where Batman actually beat the Hulk, as ridiculous as that is. I and I remember crossovers. getting in debates uh, with teachers about this. And the teacher's like, well, there's no way the Hulk could have won. And I'm like, really? And I showed Batman how Batman won. And then I reenacted it on the teachers. They're all lying on the ground. I'm like, see, it works. And uh, yeah, that's where that all came from.
0: That's awesome. That is, that's, I. you know what? I don't think that went too far. I feel like everybody, no, I mean, not me. That'll be a quote that lives with me forever. Everybody who gets bullied, just to become an MFA fighter. Go beat up your bullies. That's probably don't do that. Don't. By do the that. way, but that's very come,
1: com- yeah, it's very common amongst fighters. Yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, sure it is. And yeah. we're like, hey. Bye. By the way, I'm not the big this big time fighter or anything. I've I've done a couple little fights here and there. Um challenge matches are always fun. Do those. But um yeah, I don't want to mislead anyone thinking I'm a UFC person or what have you. But I, I do train and own an MMA facility called Max Impact in uh, Pacific Palisades, Los Angeles. So I'm a I'm a fight nerd and a geek culture uh, connoisseur. Fantastic. Uh,
0: for anyone listening, James, for someone like me who is literally like four eleven and like maybe a hundred pounds, uh what type of fighting style would you recommend?
1: Uh, I would use cheat foo, like like yeah. It. So like I, when I when I I've actually been commissioned to uh, with mm-hmm. with different groups to do uh, self defense, self defense geared towards women's self defense. Mm-hmm. And the best thing to do is to number one have that fight mentality. Like I'm going to fight like hell because mm-hmm. I should. Um, right? Most most when you look at criminal psychology, most people uh, who are dumb enough and stupid enough to try something against a woman, for example, they're expecting someone who is an easy target, not ready to fight back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and the moment they realize that was a they are ready to fight back and they're not an easy target, they typically take off. hmm. Nice. So so the big nice. thing is to have the mentality and as as, as listen, I'm 6'3, 260. I'll tell you some of the most vicious and most awesome training partners and instructors I've ever had were women. And when it came to weapons or jujitsu or Just especially angry. boxing, Angry, but also they just knew how to hit hard, and they were very technical. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, women can kick ass in a major, major way.
0: Fantastic, everybody. Chief foo. that's it. That's Chief Fu. Foo. Chief Fu. Yes, he did just give me clearance to hit somebody with a chair uh, bun. That's phenomenal. Free rate for that broken beer
1: bottle. I love chat. <laughs> they shouldn't have been doing whatever it was that you know, made me like, with the chair. You know, I mean, don't
0: start now. Don't get hit with a chair. Like that's it. Thank just, you. Know, put it on a T-shirt. Hashtag. Please there it is. It. <laughs> Quote. Me, damn it. <laughs> okay. James the podcast landscape is like like so populated especially now. Um I feel like maybe you know you might have snuck in maybe like a little early, but you've had this longevity with the show. So let's kind of, you know, let's really dive into it. If someone, you know, wants to kind of mimic your success, what would you say to them?
1: I would say, first of all, figure out what it is that you want to accomplish. Right? Is this a money maker? Is it a proof of concept? Is it a hobby? What, what is it that you want to do with this podcast? Because as you know, not everyone has like a crystal storm kind of work ethic, right? Where you're, you're going to pour your heart and soul into something and many different things. But that's what a podcast is. The, the reality is there's no barrier of entry to say, hey, I have a podcast. You can record yourself on your phone, put it to iTunes, Spotify, whatever, and you're good to go. You're a podcaster. Congratulations. So you need to have a passion and you need to have something that either you love doing and you don't care if there's five people listening to it and that's cool. Or if you're like, I want to make this a thing, then you got to say, why is this going to be a thing? Why do people want to listen to it? You've got to figure out who is your listener, why they want to listen to it. And this is the most important thing that I figured out is get people talking about what you're about to talk about on your podcast. Avoid having people... Listen or consume your podcast and then disappear. You need people around because they're going to turn into your raving fans. who are going to tell everybody to interact with you and, and promote the heck out of your stuff without you having to put down a dollar.
0: James just gave us some really good tips about how to promote this podcast. By the way,
1: blackberries <laughs> are awesome. Don't talk shit about blackberries. Anyway, that's, right.
0: <laughs> that's good. Okay. I love that these are James's tips. We'll frame them. We'll hang them up on a wall. We'll give people, we'll give James money every time somebody repeats them. Don't worry about it. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, James, you know, let's let's talk about you uh, you you and your co-host, Ray. How did you and Ray, you know, meet and come to be? Like, did you just randomly pick some guy off the street that you figured you could beat up? Or were you and Ray friends? Like, how did that happen? Uh,
1: I, I, you know, set up a profile on eHarmony and mm-hmm. uh, said I liked long walks on the beach, puppies. Mm-hmm. And they uh, said, OK, cool, we'll interpret that as a uh, modern day pirate Viking that you should right. be matched up with. And all of a sudden something happened. So the reality was, you know, I, I wanted to kind of move the whole production to Los Angeles and I wanted to do it, you know, in studio, really feel the magic so we could read off each other the whole thing. I reached out and I said, I need someone who's got this energy, this personality, and I looked far and wide. I really cast a wide net. But I, that person had to be in L.A. and they mm-hmm. had to really kind of bring it. So um, one of the producers of the show and I got connected with Ray and the producer was said, yeah, I didn't know this. He's like, I'm going to put him through an audition. So we go to this. We meet Ray at this hamburger place in L.A. And the producer is like, OK, cool. All right. Time for debate. Who would win, Abraham Lincoln or George Washington? Ray, you've got George Washington. James, you've got Abraham Lincoln. And go. So we're debating Fast and Furious at this hamburger place. Ray's a former pro wrestler and a big personality. So he's waving his arms and all that kind of thing. And I'm oh, staying yeah. calm. And then it's my turn and I'm like, awesome, Ray. Here's why you're wrong and why I'm surprised you're married. <laughs> this is what's going on. And then I would tie, and so people were cheering on Ray and then people were cheering on me and da da da. And then, and I knew I had found my match. He he yeah. is fantastic and he loved it. We were entertaining the fan, the people at this hamburger place. Right. Uh, the manager didn't kick us out, which is rare for both me and Ray. Yeah, and uh, that's how we got connected.
0: That's phenomenal. That's Ray is Ray is this big booming, and it's hilarious too because like <laughs> Ray is just such a nice guy, despite what James says about Ray. Ray is just this such a nice guy, but he gets into these debates, and he he turns into a lunatic, a glorious lunatic. But like this wonderful, like just like you said, like that red hair comes out when he is debating. It's phenomenal.
1: He is fiery. We've had uh, uh, guests on the show, like celebrity judges such as yourself and other voiceover actors and actors, the whole thing. Ray starts losing his mind. The actor starts getting like, wait, but I, I thought I was a guest on the show. Why are you yelling at me? And then I have to step in. You know what it reminds me of, actually? It reminds me... I hate, okay, I hate to say it. So if you're gonna get into a brawl or a fight and there's a, it's three on three or something like that, you know, Crystal, you remember two weeks ago what we, we yeah. had to take on that crew. So Absolutely. there's always yeah. that one person who's just like, I'm gonna, and you're dead, and I'm gonna, de- and they're just yelling like crazy. And then there's that psychopath who's just smiling quietly, who walks mm-hmm. up to the person, gets in their face and says, okay, so, um, you you know, do you have someone you're gonna call from the hospital? Like, what you know what's gonna happen, right? Yeah. Ray is the boisterous, oh, blah, blah, and I'm that guy who walks up to him and says, yeah. You're about to die. Let's have some fun with this. So yeah. it's a great combination for two it really personalities.
0: Is. It really yeah. yeah. It yeah. really, really is. Yeah. And we'll Crystal, you'd be the, the person
1: point. like taking bets. Yeah, and, I would be you know, the person taken back. Yeah, you know, yeah, the guy's
0: down. I just kind of like kick him a little bit. Yeah, oh, definitely. Well, you'd be yeah. the
1: leader. You're the leader of the game. So <laughs> I get to be leader. Oh, that's phenomenal. Put your, I love it. Trissel, don't get your hands dirty. No, no, no. no. Right, Ray and right, I will right. take care of whatever. you I got you do. it. I love
0: it. You know, this is even better too because I'm like, I'm literally four eleven. So the two of you being my bodyguards is phenomenal. I love this. I love this.
1: I know. I have I have been taken out by people who are like way smaller than me. So when someone's like four eleven, you know, eighty five pounds, whatever it is you weigh, I'm like, I think they're actually. I didn't. I actually think. Default that they're dangerous because, mm-hmm. especially with Brazilian jiu jitsu, my first jiu jitsu instructor was tiny, especially I was probably 280 at the time. And he's like, You know, this great guy from Brazil, hey, my name is Jacques Array. I'm about to let's do a little sparring. He beats my ass so well that he actually forms a crowd of people who are watching me. It's entertaining how badly my ass got kicked by him. And at the end, he turns to the crowd, he says, I just it that little bitch. And I'm like, first of all, I'm your student. Secondly, I need to sign up for classes again. Not sure I will. And thirdly, it's true. You did spank me like a little bitch.
0: Yeah. Like You know, it it keeps you on the level. I feel like it keeps you training hard. You might need therapy now, but that's fine because, you know, whatever, therapy is great. Well, you know,
1: crying in the fetal position in the shower uh, is Mm -hmm. very therapeutic. And also uh, that way, no one can tell you're crying when you come out of the shower. It just looks like you were in a hot shower. I've learned some things over the years, Crystal.
0: Yeah, see, this is phenomenal.
1: (laughs) 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 Podcasting tips,
0: cry in the shower. I mean, there's a cry in the shower. These are great, these are great podcasting tips. Now you guys, like you said, you started. Uh, I think you guys, you know, the show started um, kind of like we're doing this right now, virtually, with you and your co-hosts in different places and that sort of thing. Um, when did you begin to feel like you needed to bring on, you know, producers and a team, and and when did that decision happen? Basically, your minions to do all this work for you.
1: Sure, sure. So, so here's the deal. Um, there's an interesting step or or kind of process here where you go to saying. There's a lot of work being done right now, and I can do all of it. But there's certain things I'm really good at, and there's certain things that if I could pay someone some money, I would have them do that. Mm-hmm. That was the point where all of a sudden I was working really hard to get sponsors and get money coming in, and you know, making our our show seem. Um, you know, that's the other thing too. Uh, I it's kind of like it's kind of like you, Crystal. I want to turn the show and anything I do into something that is undeniable. It's undeniable that people like it. It's undeniable that there's a big social media following. It's undeniable that it's got legs. And right. that's when, you know, another uh, uh, production company came on board and kind of acquired who would win. And I'm now a partner in that. Um, and that's when sponsors started coming on board. And I'm talking to different advertisers now. So once the money comes in, instead of taking the money and buying comic books or whatever it is I love buying, um, right. <laughs> right, or spending it on my family, the what I did whatever. instead, you know, they're fine uh what i did instead is you know we put that back into the production company and into marketing and into grow it even more so that we could scale it to more people look bottom line if you want to make money with a podcast you need people listening to the podcast it's that simple yeah so that's that's kind of what was the process of hey i know what i I, i ahead of time i know who i would hire to do what And when we could afford to do that, we brought them on. Instead of taking the money and buying stuff, we put it back in the company. You know who uh, the company um, I try to follow uh, in terms of a model is Tap Out. Do you remember Tap Out, the the clothing company? Yeah. Okay. They started selling MMA-based clothing uh, when MMA was actually called No Holds Barred. This is before Dana White even bought the company. And oh, wow. they, they it was Charles Lewis Jr. and Dan Caldwell whose nickname was Punk Ass. And Charles Lewis Jr. Uh, you know had this cool hat and makeup um and he was mask and <laughs> Uh, they would sell t-shirts out of their cars. They would go to every show, every MMA show. And, and then when they had a little bit of money, they would sponsor fighters who would wear their stuff to the cage or to the ring. So they put the money back into the company to grow it, grow, grow it until finally got really big. I think WWE bought it from them. And, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to follow that model.
0: That's a great model to follow. Yeah, yeah, I love what you said too about you. You know that the advice of you know once you start making a little money, money and dumping it back into that thing that you're passionate about instead of buying another Funko Pop or a D and D book or like you know a comic book or whatever. Don't judge me. Um, all good things. Yeah, they're all good things. We need these things. Um, is so powerful. And look, marketing is important. Like you said, you found ways to start a conversation around your podcast. And then as you got a little bit bigger, you started hiring professionals. And I can say without a doubt, one of the best amounts of money that I have ever spent, besides these Funko Pops behind me, is on a marketing person. Just to help me wrap my brain around it, to have that. Because you'll have all these ideas that you think are great, and your marketing person will be like, (laughs) listen to them, by the way. Listen to your marketing person. Okay, When you hire the marketing person, listen to them.
1: Please do. Age advice. Absolutely.
0: Yes, yes, yes. How has it been to do this in a live studio um, and, and that and then kind of piggybacking off of that, you know, if you were, you know, if for any other podcasts out there who maybe have a co-host, would you recommend that if you can be in the same room to do that? Is that something do you do you really feel like that's a better energy to have than doing something virtual?
1: For me personally, absolutely. Whenever <laughs> Ray and I are in we, you know, and of course, with COVID, we've been remote. And, right. and we've been doing, uh, you know, I think we've been doing a good job being remote, but when we're in person, kind of like nailing each other, I'm watching how Ray is reacting to my points. Um, Every once in a while in, in live in studio, I, you know, one of the things I think I did this, one of our first episodes is, uh you know, it was Muppets versus Sesame Street. So he's like, well, you know, talking about whatever. And I had Sesame Street. I'm like, awesome, Ray. Hey. We we're gonna take a call, and Ray's looking at me like, "What? We're taking a call?" I'm like, "Oh, we're taking a call." Ah, uh, oh, Elmo's just called into the show. And Elmo, this guy pretends to be Elmo and he did a great job and he was talking about how it's true what I was saying about Ernie, that he was actually the uh, kingpin of crime of Sesame Street Mm -hmm. um, and that he couldn't say too much or else Ernie would come down on him in a bad way. Um, But And then so seeing Ray then react to me and me react to Ray, there's magic to be had. Now, with that being said, other people may like to do things remotely. So my advice is, what is the format that works best for you? right, in terms of what works best for you, what is the easiest for you to do at a high level, right, consistently. So if being in studio or in person, the same place, you can pull it off at a high level consistently, do that. If being remote works for you and you can pull off a high level consistency, do that, right? Now that COVID hopefully is kind of stepping back, I can't wait, I've already talked to Ray and the production team, Um, they're like, hey, we're saving a lot of money by being remote. And I'm like, yeah, that's done. We're going in studio and that's yeah. how it's going to be. And they're like, OK, yeah, like put in
0: the budget, you know. just do it. Yeah, yep, yeah. yeah, definitely. Do you throw things at Ray, by the way, when you guys are like arguing?
1: Uh, we, we don't actually <laughs> we don't actually throw things Um, mm-hmm. because Ray and I are very big, large people, so mm-hmm. we'd be throwing furniture at each other and there'd be a lot of collateral damage. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I don't want to have like um a really good celebrity actor guest judge get hit with a couch on the side of the head. She may not like it ray may not you know or a chair or something um we're not small thing we don't think small like right. you know throwing a pen that's yeah. actually a brilliant idea that thought had never crossed my mind or right. a crumpled just, up piece I, of paper right I'm like, i love no, how no, you what's just immediately biggest-
0: went to couch yeah
1: yeah I'm, i want a large object we can toss <laughs> you know can i grab the engineer and throw him possibly yeah. he's I, he, he he's craving human contact it's a win-win
0: there you go there, yeah hey, you know what sometimes you just gotta throw a motherfucker that's uh- <laughs> That's By the way, a that's a, with a, that's a, a t-shirt.
1: We're coming up with t-shirt slogans galore. That's exactly. So much. much so much, on. though.
0: Yeah. I, I do what I can. I do it again. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the production aspect of the show, because you guys went from, you know, kind of what we're doing now with just at-home mics and that sort of thing to now you're, you're in a studio. Did you see uh, differences in more people listening once you kind of upgraded equipment or anything like that? Did you see any kind of a difference?
1: Well, it's funny. The first time we went in the studio, the Mm -hmm. editor kind of screwed up, unfortunately, and didn't know how to edit the show properly. So there's all these different pieces, right, that have to be working well. Mm -hmm. What I did see was this was really cool. I had a lot more pride in the show. Mm -hmm. Like I took a lot more pride in it. So when I talked with like we had a sponsor was a final draft. The mm-hmm. uh, script writing software, yep. and they said, "Well, tell us about your show." And I said, "Yeah, we do a professional thing in a studio. We've got a great engineer. Here's the name of the studio. They looked it up. Like, oh wow, that's great." They came on board as a sponsor. Uh, they actually sent us one of their people who does a podcast, who's a really he, he interviews actors all the time, mm-hmm. and it, it just it really helped me feel like I could present it legitimately as a, as a show. So, by the way, it's the Who Would Win show. It's not the Who Would Win podcast. It's nothing against podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. Joe Rogan runs a great podcast, but it's a show. The That's reason right. for me personally, I call it a show, is because that way I give it a lot more weight. I give it a lot more significance. I I treat it like a show. I'm like, well, let's let me listen to the last episode. Uh, you know, what? I could have done better there, or let me change this, or so it really makes me. It, it gives me a lot more energy to to put more into it.
0: I like that. I like that. These are these are a lot of these are a lot of good tips that I think. Podcasters, new and old, can can definitely can definitely take away from this. Uh, James, what would you say is the podcast? Because there are so many podcasting platforms that now you can put your podcast literally just fucking everywhere. Um, what would you say are like the top three that if you want people to find your podcast, you need to be on this?
1: Great question. I can't answer that. Okay, and I'll tell you why. Because okay. I don't know. I don't know. So <laughs> the with with podcasts, you know, we put up a link to our Apple Music. You know link for our podcast but we're on Spotify we're on everywhere else the reality is that if someone is interested in listening to your show they'll have a way of checking it out so for example uh you know we just did Naruto versus Omni-Man from Invincible Mm -hmm. and uh Naruto fans will listen to you any way they can if they like the content and so all of a sudden they'll listen on Spotify or you know, wherever, uh, you know, wherever we are. And by the way, it's easy to be place yourself everywhere. It all depends. See, here's the other thing. Okay, Uh, we did an interesting experiment. Um, Ray and I and the production team were talking about our ratings, right, and listeners. And we Mm -hmm. found that when we used anime characters, sometimes we had a dip. And I said, well, that's weird because a lot of people who, you know, interact with us love anime, our fans love anime. Why are we having a dip? So what I discovered, I did an experiment and it turned out my hypothesis was correct that people who love anime don't want to listen to people talk about anime, they want to watch people talk about anime. So that network, right? Yeah, (laughs) Your audience not only resides in different places on different social media platforms, they'll consume your content in different ways. So my biggest piece of advice is to have a video format and an audio format, because why not? It's super easy and Absolutely. all of a sudden we got much we got a lot of viewership uh the show did well audio wise but viewership wise we're still pouring in numbers so mm-hmm. now our show is going to be turning into a video format primarily uh instead of just an audio format
0: been telling him that he needed to do this by the way
1: i've been screaming i, I at don't james remember for the I, longest I, I,
0: time that I he needed to do this. video I, yeah, yeah. you he know you I, give yeah. me a lot of advice
1: <laughs> you i remember you said james don't eat yellow snow it's yeah. not lemon flavored. I'm like, That's that right. turned out to be That's true. Right. That was great advice. You mm-hmm. said, hey, you know, don't vote for that guy because it turned out to be great advice. That's then, right. and now this was also a great yeah. advice. Yeah. And, and yeah. again, it just, I'm, I, you know, I get hit in the head a lot, uh, Crystal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm not the fastest uh, thinker. <laughs> I don't process you know, information sometimes right. at all. You catch up though. You do good. You do good. It you takes me a few yeah. years. To, yeah. but, sometimes uh, you got to
0: draw a picture, but it's fine. It's fine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just heard about AOL. That's a crazy new thing. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens.
0: <laughs> we are on with the very awesome James, uh, co-host of the Who Would Win show, the brains behind the Who Would Win show. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. If you are listening, watching, wherever you are consuming this content, please like, subscribe, comment, tweet it, fucking put it on Facebook, Instagram, I don't care, just everywhere, uh, and we will be right back.
1: Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host, Ray, ignore anything important happening in the outside world, and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always, am I the winner? (laughs) Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com.
0: This is SVT Agent 19. Look, I'll be delivering reports regarding events on planet Earth concerning your freedom, your ascension, and those that want to keep you right where you are. Look, Earth isn't special, but it does have a purpose. We all do. And we've been getting help. Uh, somewhat. The Galactic Federation is made of six alien races, Uh, Archangels, Syrians, Pleiadians, Draconicas, Greys, and the Anunnaki. The Archangels help us when they can, but look, they didn't always. They're not what you think they are. They were warlike. They helped enslave us in the beginning, but they ascended, like we have to do. The Greys and the Anunnaki They fucking suck. Hey guys, this is Mikey Flash from Speed Force Music. Do you need custom music for your podcast, YouTube show, or any other project? Then look no further than Speed Force Music.
1: We have a library of
0: Royalty Fury music ready to go in your show right now. Or if you'd prefer, we can also custom craft music directly to your specifications. So for your next project, look no further than Speed Force Music. We are on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com speedforce dash music. Or you can find us on YouTube under Speed Force Music. Let us custom craft a song directly for you. And we're back. You see, this is, these are the faces, by the way, that James has when he's debating as well. So if you are not checking out who would win on their YouTube channel, you should definitely do that. Uh, definitely listen to them on your podcast platform of choice. Check out their website. Make sure you're following everybody on Twitter. You'll have a good time. You will literally, literally how I met James is, I think it was a Star Wars who would win. And I was just like, yeah. hold up. And I had to get in it.
1: That's true. Chris, <laughs> I do recall that actually. You had like the best responses. Like everyone's like, I think it was like who would, you know, Luke Skywalker versus whatever. And you're like, let me explain why I'm right. Yeah. And when you start <laughs> off a post like that, I'm like, go on. That's someone's confident. Okay. Let's see what's
0: going yeah. on. You know what? Shout out to my old high school debate coach. Cause I used to be, I used to I used to do this debate thing and it kind of just stuck with me. So now I'm just like, hang on a second. I, I would hire
1: to-. you as an attorney, by the way.
0: Thank you. You know, I wanted to be a lawyer for the longest time, but then I just smoked too much pot and had too much fun in school and that just didn't turn out. So, you know.
1: You know, there's pros and cons to both.
0: Yeah, that's what I (laughs) (laughs) say. Speaking of Twitter, uh, James, you're great at it. And I remember that you and I, back in the day, you know, we had a conversation where you were talking about how, you know, you've hired marketing firms and all this, that, and the other to do your Twitter and they sucked and you were just like, I just figured it out and did it myself. So let's talk about that, you know, How did you manage to find such success on Twitter, just on your personal account? Like, forget the Who Would Win account, just you.
1: Well, okay. So um, I've got a background in software development and databases. You know, like I said, I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd in different ways. I was that weird kid at 12 who was coding and doing all that kind of cool. It's not Actually, that's not weird anymore. That's a cool (laughs) thing to do these days. That's totally cool, yeah. Uh, Slightly ahead of my time, as I am in most things. Here's the deal. Um... Regardless of the platform social media is a living breathing database with mood swings. I love that. <laughs> That's how I see it. You're right. One day it's happy and then one day it's sad and one day it's you know cool with something and another day it's not but whatever it is it's mood swings but it's a living breathing database. It's dynamic which means in my opinion it changes rapidly. So realizing that I did hire a uh, social media marketing company and the results were not only horrible, I think like for Twitter, they got me for my, my, uh, MMA business. They said, Hey, great news. A week later, great news. You have seven new followers on Twitter. I'm like, awesome. I hired you cause you told me Twitter was where I should go to bring people in through my front door for my MMA business. By the way, that was completely wrong. That's not what you do Twitter for. And, um, I said seven wow, okay, let's have a contest. Let's see how many people you can get next week. Let me see how many people I can get. And if you beat me, I'll hire you for another six months. So they got me in another seven, and I think I got over a thousand. And then it was kind of weird. They kind of said like, well, well how did you do it? I'm like, feel free to hire me as your social media you know, consultant yeah. if you want. Um, yeah. We didn't talk much after. The point is that you've got to know the audience. You've got to know who you're going after, mm-hmm. that's it. The other thing I realize, and Twitter's a different animal than Instagram, Facebook, and what have you, although they're all, there are similarities. So with Twitter, it's a conversation based on shouting.
0: Yeah, it right? really is, yeah.
1: that That's how I, I just, I'm reading through it. I'm like, what's this sound like to me? It sounds like someone is shouting, like, that's not true, or, oh, I love that, or, you know, hashtag truth hurts, or whatever it is. I'm like, got it. So what does someone who is shouting, what do they want to have happen? They want validation. And they want a response that's typically in favor of what they're saying. So Mm -hmm. I said, okay, let me try something here. So I took the kind of who would win concept. And I said, like, who would win Batman versus whomever. And I had people, and I I took a stance. I said, okay, let me see. So someone responded. And I said, okay. They said Batman would win. So I responded as, interesting, period. Why do you think Batman would win? Question mark. And the conversation started. Right. Right. So, all of a sudden, this person responded and said, "Wow, okay, cool." They validated me because they gave me a response. They think I'm cool enough, or whatever they're worthy enough or right. actually value my response is valued. And I'll respond back. And my goal was to get six responses, three from them, three from me. That mm-hmm. was it. And that's right. how you and that attracts more people. And that's they it,
0: pilot, and that's it. that's it. yeah, yeah.
1: So it's not always interesting period. Why do you think that it could be like very cool period. I see why black Panther would totally win period. Why, why do you think, um, why do you think black Panther would actually really lose hint, hint, nudge, nudge to whatever, you know what I mean? I'd play right. with it a little bit, but politely, respectfully and not, and never in a way where it was you suck for answering that way or you're wrong or whatever. I don't want an argument because that just gets people upset and that's right. horrible for marketing. Yeah. Then I discovered for the podcast, I figured out where the magic really happens. Uh-oh. It's not in the tweets. Ooh. It's in the direct messages. Really? Yes. So here's okay. the biggest piece of Twitter magic that's worked for me. Okay. So, and I've done this on Facebook and Instagram, and I'm gonna start it on TikTok soon. Mm-hmm. So someone responds to your post and you respond back, get that conversation going. As that's happening, you send them a message, whether they follow you or not, on th- through DM, and say, hey, just want to let you know, love your answers. Thanks for responding. You're very cool. Or whatever it is, you know, you're cool for doing that, blah, blah, blah. Right. If they respond back, that's when you can say, hey, got a favor. I'd love to get your opinion on my show. Mm-hmm. Have you checked it out yet? Right. And I use, the, I use the words, I got a favor to ask, because now I'm asking them for help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then- probably four times out of five someone will listen to the show based off that say oh my god i checked out the show i really liked it i'm like awesome any advice you have let me know i'd love to hear it and now you've got a fan who feels invested like they're part of the team
0: right 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 right
1: that's what i was doing and i did that consistently for probably 12 months oh wow and that's what you're it's consistent yeah. effort that will get you the results The other thing I did is I started responding to other people's posts. Mm -hmm. I became the type of Twitter follower that I wanted to also have for myself. Right. And then all of a sudden, people are like, oh, James is responding. Oh, he's saying these cool things where he's 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 listening to what I'm saying. I'm responding back. I'm, of course, following him and I want to listen to his podcast. Yeah. That literally was it, but done over and over and over again. One thing that a lot of people, I think, don't do is say, "Okay, if we're so they, they they do this, they think social media is something like brushing your teeth. Do it once, check, you're done. It's not. Yeah, it's it's got to be done. I say it's an hour a day in five minute increments."
0: Interesting. Okay. Hour a day in five-minute increments. So from those five minutes, you are retweeting, you're commenting, you're answering DMs, then you do something else, and then you come back to it, and this, that, and the other.
1: Yeah, throughout the day. Yeah, it could be yeah. ten, 10 minutes, six, whatever it is, Right. but you don't need to be on there. Now, you get most of your responses almost immediately within the first 20 to 30 minutes, mm-hmm. um, but then retweet your own post. You know, that's right. the funny thing. I, I've talked to a number of social media people like, oh, and it's really bad form if you retweet your own post. I'm like, really? Why? It's like, oh, because, uh, well, you might be spamming people. And I'm like, I don't know wh- whom in my audience is on Twitter when I post right away. So if they're not right. on, it disappears. So if I retweet it another five hours later or four hours later, they may be on again. Right. And all of a sudden, I've had posts that went nuts. When I retweeted them, I post them at 830. I retweet them at 12. And I'll retweet them again at 3 or 4. And right. it's at 3 or 4 where they go insane.
0: Yeah. Now everybody's on and they can see it. Yeah. Twitter's yeah. such a move. Like Twitter just moves. It literally is like traffic flying down a fucking highway and everybody's yep. got their head out their window shouting at each other. So, right. yeah, definitely. Like the retweeting thing, it's just it's you never know when you're going to catch somebody. And it's such a different platform than Instagram where people can just literally they're just looking for pictures. It's different with Twitter. They're looking for the conversation.
1: Yeah. And also with Twitter, you know, when we were working on that same project with Digital Sky, yeah. you know, we, I, I, I kind of was, you know, a lot of people put down Twitter. They're like, well, it's not an Instagram. It's not a TikTok. It's not a Facebook. Here's what Twitter is it's a workhorse. That's where I've found more than Facebook. Now, for Facebook, it's great for videos that you put on Facebook, mm-hmm. right? Instagram is great for people to stay on Instagram. Yeah. Twitter, we found great results taking people from Twitter to YouTube. Twitter to Facebook, Twitter to it. That's the one platform that can really shoot people everywhere else.
0: Yes. 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 And I think and I think, a lot of that too is that Twitter makes it very easy to pop in those external links and pictures and that kind of, and video and give people that engaging content that makes them want to leave the Twitter platform to go consume your content. Have you found that it's worth the effort? Because I mean, like you said, I mean, not, you're, you're not just, you know, you know, putting up your posts about the shows and responding to that and DMing people. But like you said, you actually have to engage. You have to find those conversations. You have to jump into them. Have you found that it's, I mean, if, if who would win jumped off of Twitter and just stayed on Instagram, do you think you'd still survive?
1: At, at this point? Yes. Yeah. But it, we wouldn't have gotten to this point without Twitter. (laughs) Twitter's what got us (laughs) to the show. You know what I mean? Twitter's my car that's got 300,000 miles on it, but it still works and it's got no technology in it, but I'm never gonna give it up because it it got me there and it's gonna stay consistent.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it's it's really undervalued as a social media platform. You know, I got into another fun conversation with some other producers and what have you, and they said, yeah, Twitter's not for us and it's not a powerful platform. I said, right, so let's go to the Trump presidency. What Mm -hmm. platform did he use? How many times did he use Facebook to say something? Or right. Instagram, or for the last part of it, TikTok wasn't a whole lot. It was always on Twitter. Yeah. If someone gets kicked off of Instagram, it sucks. If they get kicked off of Twitter, they feel their free, their right to free speech has been impacted. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. Right, it's right. True. But that's, that shows you the yeah. power of Twitter, right? right. And, 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 Yeah, what's interesting to me is most platforms like Facebook, they want you, if you post on Facebook, you know, everyone says they understand the algorithm. Yeah, sure you do. The algorithm changes sometimes five to six times per day. And by the way, there's more than one algorithm. I love it when people are like, well, the Facebook algorithm, I'm like, really, what, is its name Charles? Is Charles the algorithm saying something right now? How you speak, like, really? You have no clue what the, right? You're speaking to someone at Facebook. Even Mark Zuckerberg doesn't know what the hell's happening with the algorithms on a daily basis. Right. He gets a report. That's it. Anyway. So, but I do know, and because it makes good business sense, if you post on Facebook, Facebook will give you better engagement, will what I call reveal your post to more people if you try to keep people on, post on Facebook and keep them on Facebook. Mm-hmm. That's where I discovered posting a trailer of a who would win fight on Facebook and just Sharing it all over Facebook got me a ton of views I didn't have to pay for on Facebook. Nice. Right.
0: Because you weren't directing them somewhere else. They stayed on the platform to watch, talk about it, and that sort of thing. Yeah.
1: Exactly. That's it. Yeah. That's it.
0: You talk a lot, James, about knowing your audience. And I feel like you have – you're one of those few people who have a really keen sense of being able to read and understand people, um, even though you don't read a
1: lot of books, and that's fine. Um, (laughs) Listen – Listen, reading never came easy to me, Crystal, okay? I, you know, I'm, not, I'm not judging you. I didn't even see I'm a not... book until I was like 18. I don't even know what most of these letters are. And I was speaking French most of the time. And all oh. of a sudden, was like, here's an English book. I'm like, awesome, English, a language I don't know. Oh, what terrible. are these crazy little lines? Oh, <laughs> those are letters. What it's the hell? Trash. I know, I'm so sorry. English is trash, English. it's so trash. It's just trash, I'm well, sorry. Anyway. Yeah, I get it, I'm not educated, okay? <laughs> it's okay it's I am okay. trying. It's like... I, I just I, got a diary of a wimpy kid today. Okay, oh, volume okay. one. Hey, it, hey, it's got pictures. So that's Yeah, a I was about to say that. I was just
0: about to say the yeah. illustrations are great in that book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're great at reading and understanding people what tips would you give to somebody because i feel like that's one of the hardest things just for not even for podcasters but you know for writers and anybody else i mean it doesn't matter like whatever you're trying to promote you have to know your audience you have to know your demographic what are some tips that you can give to people to kind of find out that information without running excel spreadsheets
1: first of all how dare you put down excel spreadsheets they are uh, a gift from sweet baby jesus and i've said this to you many times um no, I'm sorry. actually I'm, I'm more sorry. I'm more of a fan of Google Sheets. Yeah, uh, every, again, everybody I'm, is Google's now. It's just every, Google is You know everything. it's funny yesterday I'm using Google Sheets during the day and I just got like choked out and knocked out and like armbarred at night. I feel I feel I, I lead a rich life. It's good. You so th- thank you. The reality is um okay, so if you have a product, a physical product, let's say it's a food item, new type of ice cream. You would typically get a focus group, a group of a random 20 people or so. Who would taste your ice cream and tell you what they think about it? And then someone would say, "Did it have good flavor? Is there an aftertaste? Did you like the chunks? That was pieces of metal that fell in. Whatever it is, right?" Right. And but they're going to give you that feedback. So with Twitter, and this exists for Facebook, Instagram, we can have our own focus groups. So what I did is I created the W, the Who Would Win, a uh, private group, right, mm-hmm. through direct message, uh, d- private direct messaging group, mm-hmm. and every once in a while I'll say, "Hey, what does everyone think of this?" Or why do you like this? Or I'll you know, or I'll see how they react to a post, and I'll say, well, why did you think you why did you like it? Why did you disagree? Or what was your favorite part of the episode? And I have my focus group that are made up of like raving fans of the show, who all of them want to see the show succeed. Right. That's that is the I don't want to call it the secret weapon, but I just feel like it's frustrating when I talk with other uh, uh, podcasters, people trying to create digital content. And they say, well, you know, how do I grow my audience? And I'm like, well, ask for an audience and then say, tell your audience, hey, who wants to be part of my inside group here, my focus group for the show? I would love to get your help. You'll have people who volunteer because they want to see your show succeed. People are really cool that, yes. you know, as much as like people are like, oh, you suck. and da, 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 da. No, <laughs> people are actually really awesome and they want to help, especially if they like your content.
0: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. All right. When you what what when you first were starting out to kind of get your Twitter audience before you could you could find these fake group like face fake book group but the groups the groups words are so hard oh my god uh, were you targeting geeks were you targeting nerds were you or did you just kind of throw it out there and just watch the responses and then kind of base it off of that?
1: So I started this. <laughs> this is horrible. My wife hates me for it. this. Um, so I start. <laughs> So um, I, I, at one point I started getting invited to a lot of dinner parties and um, I don't have a lot, by the
0: way, this is amazing. Yeah. My
1: (laughs) wife is an attorney and literally a genius has a genius IQ. It's a legit, she got attached to a genius IQ. And um, then then there's me, the running joke I have that unfortunately everyone agrees with is that I won the lottery with my wife, Roxanne. She must've either lost a bet or something. And that's how the magic occurred. So um, we're at these great dinner parties and people were talking about politics or, you know, the latest type of whatever vacation homes. I mean, these were some pretty cool parties in terms of high end people. Clearly, I didn't fit in and I got bored. And when James gets bored, hijinks ensue. So one particular evening, it's like a whole table of doctors and lawyers and everything. And, you know, just high level thinkers, PhDs. And I said, and there's a little lull in the conversation. I said, hey, you know, quick question. Who would win? Luke Skywalker or Spider-Man? Okay. Right. This was like two hours of excruciating political talk on both sides. Yeah. I'm losing my effing mind. So I threw this question out there. There's silence for a second. And I'm like, okay, let's see what's going on. And then everyone had an opinion. Everyone got into it. Just, I'm talking like, you know, the 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 um, golf club, the country club soccer huh. mom. She's like, right. well, Luke Skywalker would win because, you know, uh, he could use the force and just trap Spider-Man midair in like a force field of a force bubble. Clearly, what's he going to do? And then That's this right. other doctor is like, well, no, because uh, Spider-Man would use his spider sense and know that something was coming his way and he'd dodge. He's much faster. And And I'm like, oh, my God. These people are talking about it. Right. Then I went to different places and I'd ask them the same question. Who would win? Luke Skywalker or Spider-Man? And everyone had a freaking opinion on it, regardless. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying this is a geek only show, uh, I say it's for geek connoisseurs. It appeals to anyone who has an opinion, who's ever had a superhero or this fictional character they love. By the way, I believe that's everyone in the world.
0: Yeah, I feel like that is true. That That is definitely
1: true. Yeah, everybody's got one.
0: Everybody's got a fandom. I don't care who yeah. you are. Everybody, even, like you said, even the president of the freaking golf club.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, like this huge. Yeah, he's like, a- after that, he's like, now, uh, important question. I'm trying to imitate him. I don't know what Biff sounds like, but he's like, now, important question, Biff. Uh, James, where can I get Biff, this is Oh my yeah. God, it's so LA. I can't. I
0: can't. It's, I know, I'm it's like Biff.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, I know, one Biff and one Chad, they were both at that dinner party. So, you know. And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, where can I get Spider-Man T-shirts? I'm like, I don't know. Check out Amazon. He's like, do people shop there for such things? And I'm like, uh, I'm going to knock you out. And when you wake up, I'll show you the wonderful world of Amazon and Funko Pops. So, <laughs> All
0: right. I am never allowed to go to a dinner party with you and your wife. Not that I ever would. But well, no, because don't you and invited. I, we, yeah, I about to say, we just get in trouble because I, could, yeah, I, I couldn't do
1: it. I get invited to a lot of dinner parties once.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's it. And And then it's just over. That's
1: it. Then my wife goes and she's like, I'm going to have what's called, you know, adult dinner. And you can, um, I stay at home and watch My Hero Academia with my kids. And by the way, I love it. It's awesome.
0: Uh, I have a very close friend of mine who is all about My Hero Academia as well. So yes, I've heard that it's phenomenal. Yeah.
1: Yes. I need to, I need to get into it. I will tell you one thing for podcasting and digital content. The one Mm -hmm. other key is never think you found the perfect format or the perfect formula. It can always be improved. And you never know which improvement will give you a boost of thirty to forty to fifty percent of in some area. Like for the Who Would Win show, one of our biggest things we did is we added rules because there's tons of other shows that have that are verses or whatever. But right. we have rules that we abide by, and now people know the rules. Like, well, you can't do that because that would be, invalidate rule number three. And like, right. great. So, and that added a lot of intrigue to the show. So, always look to improve the format and see what happens. Never think I've got it. Cause that's not the case.
0: I love it. I love it. Uh, James, we are running out of time. It's always so much fun to talk to you. Uh, what would be your kind of last advice for any new podcasters out there who want to jump into this very oversaturated kind of market?
1: Damn. Great question. Yeah, uh, wow. Mm-hmm. I'd say have a plan. Mm-hmm. Know what you know where you want to be and not just what you want to do. Where do you want to be in six months? Where do you want to be in a year? And, you know, do you want to monetize? Is it a hot? Know what you're getting into. Know what you want to create and mm-hmm. be very true to that and be ready to shift if you if you have to.
0: These are these are good. These are good plans. These are good plans. I would also love to play D&D with James, by the way, uh, Ken. That would be that would be amazing. Uh, James if, could 100 percent come play D&D with us. I. You yeah. know, it's
1: funny. I thank you. I've only played D&D once in my That's whole crazy. life. crazy. That's I know, crazy. right? You would think, and I, try, I have all the costumes. I'm been like, I dress up as a fifth level mage. I don't even know what it can do. I just, <laughs> yeah. I just walk in the grocery store, and I'm a fifth level mage. A fifth level, everyone's like Moses. I'm like, no, fifth no. level mage, you fucking missed it. Anyway.
0: Yeah, it's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, I'm definitely. I'm gonna. I'm gonna invite James to one of our to one of our cipher systems. Hell one of our tabletop games. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Yes. It'll be great. Uh, does anybody have in the chat? I love you guys. You're amazing. Thank you so much for coming to hang out uh anybody have any questions for 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 james uh moses was in fact a fifth level mage see there you go you're in school james moses was a fifth level mage there you go they were right
1: you know i knew you know it's funny because like jesus walked on water but moses like controlled it so yeah. there's there's power levels here there within, are uh, who would rap- win jesus versus moses oh my god the fans the fans would <laughs> the- win that one <laughs> could you imagine the pay-per-view on that one like, McGregor Mayweather would be nothing. I'd pay like nothing. a million dollars to watch that. I know. Um, yeah, my rabbi is, like, not happy with me right now. That's he's, okay.
0: Like, uh, speaking of ridiculous fights, not that I want to give any attention to stupid people, but isn't Mayweather going to knock out the Paul? Just tell me if he's just
1: going to knock him out. Someone needs money?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, Yeah. by the way, yeah. by the way, Mayweather's yeah. undefeated, right? And, right? and has a claim, possible claim to greatest boxer in history. He's such a boxing. shitty person too. I hate that. <laughs> well, that's okay. So check this out. Could you imagine his one loss was to this guy? Do you think he's gonna give up his legacy?
0: I to... don't see that. Right. Yeah, I don't not not for all the money in the fucking world.
1: No. no. <laughs>
0: yeah, not, not, for all, not for all the money in the world. No. He just turned water into wine. He was a tavern witch. And this is yeah, this is it. Uh, Delvin would like me to ask you about Naturo's special ability.
1: <laughs> Delvin Cox! <laughs> Possibly the greatest thinker of the 21st century, Delvin. Yes. Uh, Naruto has many special abilities. Um, we don't call them special anymore. We just because they don't like that when people point out that they're special. They're regular people, is what we're trying to say. It's regular Olympics. It's not special Olympics. Naruto. It doesn't have special abilities. He has regular ninja abilities. That's all I'm going to say. How dare you, sir? You're a monster. <laughs>
0: wants to know are you ready to rumble with ray
1: tonight uh here's the deal here's the deal ray yeah. comes in ray to fight he's like i've got you now james Gabs." he just i just let him yell when we we're in person i let the you know the spit hit the shield i have in front of my face it and was, i take was, it off smart. yeah and and i'm like ray you've already lost and he's like what do you mean i've already lost and then the mind games begin so the answer is yes so good at mind games
0: yeah. yeah james do you play spades
1: uh, no what is that
0: that is a card game where mind games are, are rampant. I'm gonna t- you know what? I'll be out to LA one day when like you know it's safe and there's no virus. We gotta stuff. we gotta
1: listen yeah, when the world opens up. I I've yeah. already talked to the team about this. Like we 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 now have what's called a budget. Oh and, okay. wow yeah, right, which is something that That's not crazy. We're yeah, it took no. us years. We now have what a budget. I, I think I <laughs> it's it's not big, but <laughs> I um it's and it's McDonald's French Fry gift certificates from nineteen seventy-five. Mm-hmm. But the thing mm-hmm. is we we, we we do wanna bring people out. as judges we want to you know we want to whatever it is so i've i've already may have may have already potentially dropped your name into the mix of judges we need to fly out to la i
0: love it yeah yeah Yeah. you know what (laughs) spades is almost brutal as you know yeah he does have to play card monopoly with us as well james would be would be terrible at not terrible but he would be like brutal with card monopoly we're gonna we're gonna i am
1: i'm a don't put me near monopoly i'm a i'm a monster when it comes yeah. to monopoly and what yeah. i want to do is um i pull a conan the barbarian i want to crush my enemies mm-hmm. with monopoly cuz i used mm-hmm. to get crushed and i hated it right but that right. person's dead now he used to do that so now yeah. i take it out on whoever i play with
0: that's fine i mean that's yeah. that guy probably deserved it so don't even worry about it don't even worry yeah. about it yeah james you know what last question before we go um who is your favorite who would win judge and why is it me
1: well, Crystal, there's many reasons why mm-hmm. it was you. Uh, mm-hmm. First of all, you always had a, a you, you have this great mind where you really try to see both sides of the equation. Mm-hmm. And the other reason why I think it was you is because you gave me a lot of wins. Yeah. And that made me feel good on the inside.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you paid me a lot of money, so I kind of felt did. like I owed I did. you. I, I did that. i did yeah. and there's
1: more coming by the way okay. um and the other reason why you're my favorite is because you always had these funny comments at the end <laughs> of a point like i'd say ant-man is gonna do, 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 do. and you're like got it ant-man's a little bitch and can't swim uh get stepped on <laughs> yeah. got it and i'm like that's not what i said at all and you were like what i'm like that sounds fair crystal that's a, a fair assessment mm-hmm. of my character yeah. that's good there's a lot yeah, of fear yeah.
0: When there's a when there's like a who would win, like archive and museums, I'll find my notes that I actually took that are really just me doodling and making fun of
1: you and your co-host. and I'll send them over to you so you can put them in. Love it. Yeah, Love it. That, that's like some Smitho- Smithsonian type of stuff right there.
0: That is some Smithsonian type shit, right? Right.
1: <laughs> I don't know the name of that kind of stuff because growing up, I didn't speak words. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard there's things like a museum.
0: Yeah. Where you yeah. can go.
1: And uh, and yeah, so someday I'll go to a museum.
0: It'll be, great. It'll be great. That's a
1: lie. I'm never going to a museum.
0: You're never going to. It's fine. It's fine. Maybe your wife will take you one day when you behave or something. I don't know.
1: She rarely takes me out, right? And even why, when we do go out.
0: Why would she not? I can't, you know. I don't understand. And then, and
1: then the worst part is we're out in a really fancy like plaza or something and see like these Hollywood types. And then all of a sudden I feel the tug, you know what I'm talking about, where I have to wear that brace mm-hmm. with a thing yeah. that all the other kids have. And she's yeah, pulling yeah, yeah. that back. And I get flung back because she's very strong. And yeah. I'm like, this is demeaning to both of us. And she's like, shut up. I'm like, yes, ma'am. And then, you know, I cry wait, on the wait. inside.
0: Yeah, it's a it's good fine. relationship. It's only in the shower, only in the, the yeah, shower.
1: By the way, my <laughs> wife, all seriousness, my wife is a superhero. She's amazing. <laughs> she's incredible. I am the luckiest person in the world. Other than you, Crystal, because I know you're with someone who's amazing as well. I am. I am very, yes, we are both blessed in that way. We are, Any, we I, are. I, I would, I'd not. I would never make fun of my wife. It's not just because I'm afraid of her. She, I have, I very much love her and she's awesome.
0: Happy wife, happy life. It's a true story. It is. It is. It is a true story. Uh, James, thank you so much for your time, for being here. I so, so appreciate it. Uh, Please tell everybody where they can find the show and connect with you on Twitter and just tell you why you're wrong about the points that you make uh, and who would win shows.
1: Well, first of all, I'm I'm right. Uh, yeah. In everything I do with the Who Would Win show, I use what's mm-hmm. called the intoxicating mind fog. Someone of our guests quoted, you know, coined that term. Hashtag IMF. Mm-hmm. I use that in my everyday life to get whatever it is mm-hmm. I want at that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you I know, like and it. then yeah, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, soon to be TikTok at James Gavsey or at Who Would Win Show. Uh, you know, find us on wherever you get your podcasts, and you can find videos on YouTube, Facebook. Um, that's it. We're, we're going to be going big this year. So we'll have some big announcements, some even bigger guests. Uh, you know, one guest we're having on who I don't think we'll ever outdo. Her initials are CS. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll, we'll just see what Mm -hmm. happens from there.
0: It'd be great. Uh, by the way, Spell James's name, last name, right? It's G A V S I E. You know, sometimes it's It's a very common
1: name throughout the United States.
0: Very common. It's like Smith, everybody.
1: Yeah. It's a common name amongst, uh, Sasquatch actually in Northern. uh, Yeah. Yeah. If you go to Saskatchewan were mm-hmm. named after the Mighty Sasquatch. You'll find a mm-hmm. lot of them's last name is Gabs. That's why I have the long arms and can um, forage in the woods for berries.
0: You would be really good at playing certain video games, but that's cool. Um, so, yes, yeah. uh, please follow James. Yell at him. Tell him why he should put the show on Twitch because I've been telling him that. And when he finally does put the show on Twitch and he makes all that money, he's going to give me like 5% at least because I've been telling him for years to do that. 5%? Uh, yeah, Yeah. at least 5%, yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Sorry, I just got to change. I had it at 50 yeah that's, he, that's, 5%, yeah, that's fine. Five percent. Got uh, it. Fuck. Okay, right away.
0: All right. <laughs> you know, uh, he and he and he and Ray are just so much fun. So please go and listen to the Who Would Win show. It's a blast. You will get sucked into a damn nerd debate. You will. You'll be like, oh my God, I gotta work. And then all of a sudden he'll post some shit on Twitter and you'll be like, no, fuck you. You won't say that. You'll be nice about it. But you'll be like, no, fuck you. This is why I'm right. And all of a sudden you're having it's like the whole day is gone and your boss is ready to fire you, and now you gotta collect unemployment and just tell him that it's James's fault. Just tell him it's James's fault.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, if I had a dollar every yeah, time i'm telling you
0: uh, thank you guys who wherever you are listening to crystal's imagination episode three thank you so much for your time and attention you are loved and appreciated please like subscribe comment share your friends tell your enemies tell your grandma tell your mom she should listen to the show she should check it out go to crystalsimagination.com to learn more about me and we will see you next week we don't have a guest next week We will be having an open discussion about this book, Utopia for Realists. We're going to rant, we're going to vent, and we're going to talk a little bit about why utopia is something that we have forgotten and we need to remember it. So hopefully one day I will be popular enough that I can actually get this author on the show. But until then, we're going to talk about this book. Go pick it up in your local bookstore. We have a great lineup for June. We're going to have Whitney Hill back. We're going to have a gentleman back who's going to talk about witchcraft. We've got all this lined up for you. Stay tuned, stick with us, have fun, listen to podcasts, geek out, have a budget, have a plan, listen to all the shit James said, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Well, hey, Crystal here. I wanted to thank you personally for joining us for this episode of Crystal's Imagination of the Talk Show. I hope you'll take a quick second to drop us a like, subscribe, leave a comment and or a review. I would love to hear your feedback. If you have a guest suggestion. Drop me a line at talkshow at crystalsimagination.com or you can just send me a note and we can be email buddies. Want more podcasts? You can also check out the serialized fiction podcast of the same name, Crystal's Imagination. You'll find it on my YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts. Check out all the information down in the description. Till next time.